In today's episode, we continue our conversation with current judge Marsha Weems Stacy. Do things get like heated sometimes or are for the most part are people kind of respectable and, and civil in, in the court? Oh man. Um <laughs> they can get heated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I swanny, I mean, if you ever were to talk to the clerks of a court. Um, they are the ones who probably have the best stories of anybody, but, um, but it's one thing that I love the most about my job is that it's a different day every day and you really don't know what's going to happen. Um, and because people aren't represented all the time, then yeah, I mean, crazy things happen in court. I'm, I'm very thankful that nothing like violent has ever happened. Um, but you know, there are outbursts and there are, there's really interesting testimony. And, um, and, and I, so I know I am not special. Marsha Weems Stacy is not special, but I believe the robe and the bench are, and I believe that they deserve to be respected. And so even if somebody doesn't like what I'm saying, I believe that they should respect that robe, that bench. And when people don't, I don't take very kindly to it. <laughs> and that would co- that comes from someone cussing at the bench to wearing profanity on their shirts to court um, to behavior where you know, rolling eyes, sighing, make it talking, speaking under their breath when somebody, you know, things Mm -hmm. like that. I I find so disrespectful, not to me, but to the court and to the process. And so I don't put up with that for a second. But for the most part, people are pretty on their best behavior. I mean, they are, you know, it's just, it's, I think because the court itself is more relaxed, you know, you, I mean, we have tons of people who come in straight off of a night shift from Nissan and they're not dressed up Now they're not slovenly and, but they're, they're not in a suit and tie, you know, they're not even in a polo and khakis. I mean, they're in a work jumpsuit with their patch on and that's fine. That's, that is not disrespectful. Mm -hmm. Um, but because it is a little more relaxed, I think some people, think that they can be relaxed and I try very hard to hold everybody at least to the standard of you know this may be the lowest court in the state but you're not going to act any differently than you would as if you in than if you were in the highest when um when my son was in school we had to go to truancy court because they sent him home from school to shave which was really (laughs) stupid and now they have more facial hair than Tyler has in <laughs> in high school. They same school they allow it. Sure, sure. Uh, so we ended up in truancy court, and I'll tell you, they were tough on those kids. If you your you know your pants are sagging, you you need to here's some duct tape, mm-hmm. tape them yeah. to your you know. Same with girls with their bellies showing, you know, a short shirt. Nope, cover it up. Um, I had then, that actually happen not recently, and I, I said, I'm, I'm not taking your plea today. You can come home, come back when you are dressed appropriately, and then we will revisit. 
but I know what you mean. And I think, you know, some people will think that's over the top. Um, but I don't personally, you know, I don't either. I think coming in there like that is disrespectful. Mm -hmm. That's how I I do too. You know, I do too. There are very few things left in this, in this world. I feel like that are sacred. Um, and I may not agree with all of the laws. I may not agree with all of the appellate decisions, Supreme Court decisions, but I respect the institution itself. And I, I think it deserves to be respected. I agree. Absolutely. Well, you could also say that, you know, it's out of respect for the people who are coming to your court. Like, that they feel respected as well and feel like oh, absolutely cases probably heard and it's not like a circus or show yeah. and, and so you know otherwise they might not feel like they've been heard if uh, if it's too relaxed or you know not taken too serious right that's a really good point i don't know that i've thought of it that way but you're exactly right i mean who i don't want the people who come in to have their cases heard leave and say, well, that was just a big joke. The whole courtroom was a joke. Everything about it was just ridiculous. And I don't want that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want anybody to feel that way. And I certainly don't want to present our court that way. Yeah, so that that's a really sense. good point. I hadn't, th- hadn't thought about it as much that way. Yeah, people might deserve, you know, to be taken serious when mm-hmm. they're there. They so, do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we may not be there on a, you know, a murder or a rape or an, um, you know, a drive-by shooting, but whatever that person is there for that day is the most important thing to them. And it is going to affect their life somehow. Mm-hmm. It may be through their pocketbook. Um, it may be that if they're convicted of, you know, a DUI or a drug charge that the next months of their lives are going to be, you know, changed in, in certain ways. Um, driver's license, you know, their ability to drive, um, lots of, lots of things are at stake. So it may not seem like it's that important in the grand scheme, but it's important to them. Right. And it has to be treated that way. That This makes my question a little bit hard to ask, but um, knowing that you have a variety of different cases and some are very, very serious, domestic abuse and such. Yeah. Did you ever have anything really funny happen that you had a hard time not laughing at? <laughs> you don't have yeah, to I've answer had that. a lot of those. <laughs> no, I have. I, I don't know that I could give you specifics because I would never want to put anybody Absolutely. on the spot um, or, or you know, embarrass somebody. But um, I appreciate that as well. Y- y- mm-hmm. Yes. I, I mean, there are moments. I, I do have one that I think I can tell that um, wouldn't be embarrassing. Um, but, yeah, I mean... There are often things that, and, and usually it's something that it's not just me who finds it funny, mm-hmm. like, and it's not even that that, I mean, that person may laugh, you right. know, at the time or whatever, for whatever comes out. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, but um, one time I had, this was in a civil case and the, um, the litigant was female and she had a, a female attorney. I don't know why I remember that, but I do. Um, and you could tell she was just nervous as a cat. And um, with no reason to be, I mean, there, it wasn't anything, you know, that she, but most people are, most people are nervous if they have to come in on a traffic ticket, you know, Mm -hmm. they just don't know what to expect. Anyway, um, I can't remember what the question was or whatever, but she answered instead of her attorney. And instead of saying, um, yes, your honor, she said, 
yes, your majesty. <laughs> and she was my favorite person that day. I bet. Yeah, <laughs> that's was sweet. So, <laughs> it was so great. I mean, it really was. And then after that, you know, all my clerks, they referred to me as your majesty and I had the big head and it was <laughs> fabulous. But, um, but I know that that's not the only time that has not just happened to me. I've talked to other judges and it's happened to them at some point. So, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, it was, that was so great. I mean, <laughs> made my whole day. Oh yeah. I can imagine. <laughs> yeah. Well, we interviewed a um, senior judge and I jokingly call her your highness, but she knew I was joking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, for sure. We don't think of ourselves that way, but, but we get it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Can I ask you, uh, who do you consider to be like your boss or who are you working for? I work for the people of Madison County. Or if I'm in Pilhatchee, I work for the people of Pilhatchee or people of the city of Canton, city of Gluckstadt. Those are my bosses. And and they're the ones who elect you, right? Well, in the county. Yeah, in the county they do. So yeah, they are also. I mean, the they're the constituents are the ones, you know. But I'm not beholden to the, you know, the ones who just voted for me. I mean, I'm my my bosses are every person you know who lives in the city of in the in the county of Madison, Mississippi. But um, you know, in in the others in the municipalities, then I am elect. I mean, I'm appointed mm-hmm. by the board of aldermen um in those particular towns or cities but they may disagree but i mean they can fire me anytime they want to so i guess on some level you know they are a i only get my job because of them same way i only get my job because of the voters but my i am beholden my bosses are in my opinion are the citizens and that's who i'm there to serve i'm not there to serve you know a board of aldermen if if any if it ever if it was ever a situation where I felt like I was being um, led to do something, make certain decisions, not, I, I wouldn't do it. But people know that about me, you know, and it's never been asked and I've never, ever had that, had that worry. So, oh, and I, awesome. I, I pray, I hope and pray that that doesn't happen with others. I, I mean, I can only speak from my own experience, but no, you know, that's, that's not how I, I work. Oh, that's great. Yeah, because you, you, one would imagine that people are always trying to influence the judges, maybe, or whatever politics gets involved and everything. But I have heard uh, from a lot of people that actually people have a lot of respect about, you know, the justice system in, in, the, in the counties and there's a good, you know, relationship between the different entities that has to work together in the court system and you don't want to you know ruin people's integrity or anything so, so well, <clears throat> no you're exactly right and you know like in in the court where I serve let's say in the justice court you know the clerk's offices are there the sheriff's department is across the street the prosecutor's offices in the court so it's kind of like let me see if I can hold my phone kind of like this you know where we've got like a a grid you know and it's sorry like this 
So here are the judges, here are the clerks, here's the prosecutor, here's the law enforcement. And we all work in that same box, but there are lines between each one and each one of us has our own role and we really don't need to go across any of the other lines. We need to stay in, in our lane. But and one thing too, you know, I grew up here. I've lived here my whole life. Um, I have a pretty, I guess, large, you know, presence on social media, mostly nothing about work most, with my children. I mean, I, you know, we call them their Facebook famous, but anyway, um, so, you know, I know a lot of people and people can, can get to me easily. Um, and I think that a lot of people, especially on this level, don't always consciously, I don't think that they have any ill intentions, but I can't tell you how many times I've opened up Facebook Messenger and there has been the start of a message that I know has something to do with justice court. And I just have to close it down and then, and not read it. And then I disclose that to my clerks and say, you know, this person tried to contact me. Um, I, I need you to rotate this case. And I'm not angry at those people. I don't think they always realize that they, they really can't ask me questions that could potentially be in my courtroom. It, they can ask me about procedure and I can tell them about procedure and I do that any, you know, but if, someone is trying to get into facts of something that may end up on my desk because honestly I don't know exactly what cases and who the people are that I'm going to hear until I'm sitting on the bench my clerks do all of that they have it all have all the folders out the prosecutor has all of that I just go and sit and then it's brought to me <laughs> so I don't always know exactly you know that that person may end up in my courtroom um and I never want to be put in that position so Kathy probably knows because if she has called and I haven't answered on my phone, part of my message says, you know, if you're calling about a case in the Madison County Justice Court, regretfully, I cannot discuss your case with you. And that helps sometimes, too. If somebody's able to get my number, um, you know, and then they hear the message, then that shuts that down. I don't quite have that ability on social media so much, but um, I, I don't think that people just. I'm just Marsha to a lot of people and not Judge Stacy. And so, you know, but that is something I think probably all of us have to deal with, especially with social media now and people able to get in touch with you. Um, but it's just so important that I know nothing about a case, you know, from any other source unless it is brought to me in a court file in open court. So it 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 happens and it's it's uh, unfortunate when it does, but there are remedies for that. You know, you can pass it on to another judge. You can step away from it and nobody gets in trouble. You know, it just, we just take care of it. Mm -hmm. So are you going to be uh, running to get reelected? For, for how long are you elected for? So we start four-year terms. Um, actually uh, qualifying for my job starts after Christmas and it'll last for a couple of months. Um, I was the first time I ran and, and actively campaigned and did all of that. I had four years and then the next, the last two cycles, I didn't have an opponent. So um, yeah, I was so lucky. Um, and no, you're so grateful. good. <laughs> well, so I, good. I don't know. I mean, I'm just so, I was just so grateful. Um, 
And so I'll see if I'll have an opponent next time. And then if I don't, then I'll be there for four more years. And if I do, I'll campaign and still hopefully be there for four more years. Yeah. So, so what were you uh, campaigning? What will judges include in their campaign? Like, what, <laughs> it's really what, uh, tricky. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I mean, <laughs> you know, it's not anything like other jobs where you can go in and say, this is what I've done. I mean, this is how many people I found guilty. This is how many people I found not guilty. This is how many people I've, you know, given a jail sentence. This is how many people I haven't, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, you, that's not a campaign <laughs> slogan, you know? So you just, I think it's a lot of talking to people about your stances and things. Um, for me, the two most important things that I hold dear in my job and that are at the forefront of my mind and everything, especially criminal is um, safety and mm -hmm. personal responsibility. And um, so anybody who has been in my courtroom for any amount of time knows that and knows that that's what everything really comes back to. So, you know, the only thing I, I remember posting this on Facebook um, last cycle um you know, if you want to know what kind of judge I am, come and watch, you know, come and sit in my courtroom. Our courtrooms are open to the public. They can come in any, any case. Um, so you can come and sit and watch court any day you want to. And I really age, don't. Is there an age limit for, I mean, you have to be 18 to come in? No, nah, I mean, we have people who have to bring their infants to court, you know, okay. so anybody can come in. Yeah. Oh, that's I have, we have classrooms that's, I mean, teachers will bring their class and let them come and sit in and, and watch. And, you know, some days are really boring and they probably leave and they're like, oh, that wasn't much fun. <laughs> and then some days it's one of those days uh, where something happens, you know, and you're like, um, glad we went on that day. Uh, Have you but, had any, um, any lawyers be like real theatrical in your courtroom? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, um, there are a couple of lawyers that are just theatrical always. Yeah. Um, no, and, and I'll be honest, y'all, we, we just don't have the trials that we used to have. Um, our court used to be a D one DUI trial after the next on a criminal day. And they changed part of the law where there's now the um, opportunity for non-adjudication um, in certain circumstances. And so... I don't have a whole lot of of trials as much. I mean, I know that sounds weird, but when I was working for the prosecutor, we had tons of them. But um, we don't have as many anymore. The more of the trials that I have really are person against person on a civil day. Um, but back back in the day, and there is one particular attorney who was so dear to me. He wasn't he he died a couple of years ago and he was like if I ever was arrested and I knew I was facing you know something big he would have been my first call just a, and always interesting to watch in court um but you know there's not that there haven't been that many opportunities where a, an attorney really needed to be you know yeah. Well, when we um, interviewed Judge Stopano, she taught, she said that um, you don't see it so much anymore, but 
um, she used to love watching, you know, the theatrics. Um, oh, yeah. And while I was in law school and I would go and sit in courts, um, you know, just to observe. I mean, you love to watch the the attorneys who, you know, stomp around and wave their arms and, you know, it's entertaining for sure. But I mean, are they always the most effective? I, I don't know. I mean, not necessarily, but really those generally are just those people's personalities. I mean, that's kind of, they're probably the same way in Kroger as they are in court, you know, it's just <laughs> make a really big deal about those, the price of oranges. I, I don't know. They're just, they're, yeah. they're fun I wonder, though. I wonder if a lot of it was um, distraction to distract you, distract people from, or the jury from, you know, from whatever. I mean, I, could be, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I never, I've never really. But most likely they just have big personalities. <laughs> I think so. I mean, the ones that I've known that I've, I've seen kind of be a bit more theatrical in court are generally just, that's who they are. You know, it's not a, they're not that different outside of courts. So. Um, I have a question about, do you, are there any like misconceptions or prejudices about being a judge that you hear a lot? You know, I'm sure there are. I don't know how many of them actually reach my ears, um, <laughs> which is good for me in some ways. But, yeah. um, but of course, if you don't know what they are, then you can't be aware of them and hopefully, you know. But I, I would say I would think probably maybe even before I was a judge and what, what I thought um, was that a judge is judgmental in their real life. And I don't believe I am. I mean, you know, um, we have to judge a set of circumstances um, and, and maybe a person in as much as their criminal history and, and what's happened in their lives or what they've done in their lives. But it's, almost never like a moral judgment it's just here we are you know and I have to tell myself a lot um especially when I see pretty sad situations or or just hard ones you know I did not create the circumstances that brought these people to the bench and to kind of take that off of me as a like if that person I know the only possibility there is to get them on the straight and narrow is X, but I know they don't want to do that. You know, it's that I didn't create this and I'm going to do what I believe is the right thing in this set of circumstances. So, um, but I do think probably people think that I'm, you know, judging who they are and, and I'm, I'm not. It's in the title. Um, if you were called the resolver, <laughs> it would be better. That's exactly right. You're so right about that. You're so right about that. Yeah. And that's yeah. unfortunate in a way because uh, I don't want to be seen that way. I don't think I know any judge who wants to be seen that way. So it's like when you we're put so the robes on and sit on the bench, you're different 
than the Marsha that we're that's sitting on the couch talking to us now. Sure. I mean, I, I'm definitely still me, but I'm, right. I'm acting in my official capacity and um, I have a job to do and I'm going to do that job. And I know that it's going to make people angry sometimes. I know that my decisions are, you know, I mean, for the most part, every single thing that comes before my bench, there's a so-called proverbial winner or loser. Mm -hmm. Um, And so there's going to be a boatload of losers who are going to walk out the door who are not going to be happy with me. Mm -hmm. Um, But if I worried about that or fretted over that or, you know, then I couldn't do my job. And so it's, I'm not there to make people happy. I wish everybody was happy, but I mean, you know, that's not my objective. I, it can't be. I think it's my hands very unfortunate with the, with the whole sports thinking about the courts, because they are, in my opinion, put in place to resolve things and to work out conflicts. And now it's been like one side has to win and one side has to lose, but often it's just resolving things so you can move on for example if people have been like uh, drinking and driving they know they have been and they just need you know to resolve what's the consequence so that they can move on and like you said everything just it comes to you after the fact that's right yeah and people need to resolve and have a verdict to be able to move on and and I'm really big on um, if there's a tool in my basket that I have that I believe gives that person a better chance of not being in this position again, I'm going to do that. And some, you know, in a lot of ways that goes, that comes from, for us, is supervised probation. It's a, a service that has drug and alcohol counseling and testing. Um, and I'm big on that because I, even if the only reason that that person who was convicted of DUI for alcohol or drugs, um, if the only reason that they stop that behavior for the next six months to a year to 18 months is because they have scrutiny on them, you know, they are they don't want a potential jail sentence, you know, for not doing what the court says. If that's the only reason they do it, that puts them six months and one day closer to being sober or or being drug free. And so I'm going to do that as often as I believe it could be helpful. Um, You know, there's a work verse, my my work verse from the Bible, Micah 6, 8, um, that says, and what does the Lord require of you to do justice, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God? And there has to be that mercy and justice. Like you, ha- Some situations deserve a heaping dose of mercy. That person mm-hmm. deserves a second chance. Yeah. But then there are some where it has to be the heavy hand of justice come down because there, there is no other option. And my whole goal is always to keep people from being back in that position. So, again, that goes back to having 10 cases that all say the same thing on the front cover, but they're all 10 completely different cases. Thank you for listening to today's episode. 
Please check back next week for our conversation with forensic investigator Trauma Doe. And if you haven't already, please subscribe so you can get notified of when our new episodes release. And follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Touch by Crime. Thanks, and we hope to see you again next week.